Hello, welcome to Playthrough, the play along podcast featuring modern and middle age games. My name is Jim Middleton, and joining me as we take on The Last of Us Left Behind are Chris Worthington. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Andy Gilmore. <laughs> Hello. And Mads Christensen. Hello. Hello. Right then. Day. Yeah, long day. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> We've been sitting here for three hours already. Mm. <laughs> well, we've got power at the moment, so let's get on with it and see how uh, it, see how long it lasts before these uh, extension leads I've got running everywhere before they uh, decide to burn out. Yeah, Jim's got the wife out back on a like a, an exercise bike, generating power for it. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of the uh, the Last of Us generators on the go. Did um did anyone did anyone pre-order a switch jumping in? Did anyone pre-order the switch OLED? The, got announced this week. Pre-order? Are they open? Are they the pre-orders? I haven't seen anything. Yeah, they're up on game. Are they? Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, but that's a temporary no, I would imagine. Yeah, no. Really? I've, if I've if not... I actually did play it in handheld, I'd be all over it because I I like the OLED screen, but more importantly, I like the uh, the larger screen. And playing it in handheld, but uh, I mean, I, I'm playing my Switch 95% of the time in docked mode anyway, so yeah, it's a lot of money in it for just a, a screen upgrade and mm. uh, and the kickstand, yeah, and some extra storage. Don't forget the kickstand. Oh, yes, yeah. the kickstand <laughs> that's 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 the USP, isn't it? A better kickstand, yeah. What's the um, how much is it, Jim? Then 350. What's yeah. 350. Yeah. That's how much I paid for my original Switch. Well, I was, I was, you know, this is the thing. So I was reading an article about this, and they were saying that the. So I think the original Switch is now. Or I think. It, no, the original Switch was 300, I think, was it not? Yeah, I think it was. 3.3. I think it was 3.3.9 with a game, or 3.3. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think basically they were saying that the hardware has not come down. Unusually, you know, you would always expect to see somewhere six months or a year down the line, you'd get a 50 or 100 pound drop on the hardware price. But obviously. They're selling so many of them at 300, then they're not going to drop it. And then obviously they're between a rock and a hard place because they can't bring out the revised one at the same price. So it's they've got to put it out, you know, put it out even more. So 350 is getting a wee bit punchy, to be honest. Yeah, it will sell though, mate. I oh, of course it will. Without a doubt. If Without you didn't doubt. have a switch now, you you will get a load of nutters, probably like some of us. And I don't know, maybe I will. I don't know. I like to think that I won't buy it, but who knows? But you're going to get people who've already got a Switch buying it. And if you haven't got a Switch already, then obviously you're not going to buy the whole old revision. You're going to buy this one. Yeah. See, yeah. this week, they they surpassed the 3DS, didn't they, in sales? Like yeah. 79 million sales. Did they? I didn't see that. It's unbelievable. I tell you, I'll make a prediction now, and it'll look very silly if this doesn't. I think the Switch will ultimately be the best-selling video game console of all time. Yeah, I can believe yeah, that. Yeah, I think the momentum's there, isn't it? And it's not going away anytime soon. And if anything, actually, it's starting to build a bit of momentum even still. So we'll see. But there was some chat, I think, that maybe places like Game and the like will potentially offer the trade-in, a trade-in option. So you 150 quid and your old Switch for the new OLED model. Um, but again, whether that's going to convince people to swap over or not, I don't know. Dude. They won't take Jim's switch with 150 quid. This is in about seven bits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think they'll take mine that's held together by bodge tape? <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth a try. <laughs> See, might... I play most. Of, I play the majority of the time with the switch in handheld mode. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And and even even then, I mean, as we were chatting on Slack, ah, that's only until you see it then, because just seeing the difference between the old model and then an OLED screen that's just slightly bigger, that's gonna sell it to you. Well, I've seen the difference because I've got I've got two PS Vitas and I've yeah, got exactly. one that's got the OLED screen and one that hasn't. So mm. you can, the difference is is great, but I don't know. I'm, I I can't trade in hardware, so I won't be getting rid of my original Switch. So if I'm going to get it, I'm going to have to pay full whack for it, and I'm not going to. I can't. I'm not going to pay. It. I've got a bit of a sentimental attachment to mine as well. It was a, a launch day console. I stood in a queue at midnight to get that one on launch day, and that's yeah, actually the only console. It's the only one I've got left. It it, it is a launch day console. So uh, I think for that reason alone, I, I would be loath to part with it. If there's a further revision down the line, more along the lines of what I think we were hoping for, which of course there will be. Yeah, oh, yeah then absolutely. I will. I will. I, I would happily keep my original one and buy that new version also. But I'll wait for that one. I think most likely. No 4K output. I mean, they're five years now behind yeah. the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. But they're releasing and it with the exact same chips, right? Same same chips, yeah. exactly, same exactly the yeah. same hardware. Yeah. yeah. So that that exactly. actually surprised me quite a bit that they, after so many years, that they hadn't just gone for a slightly faster chip or something like that. But nope. Yeah, you're starting to notice more and more on you some games just sort of just struggling a little bit. Mm. What's that Nvidia? Um, machine the, the Tegra chipset or? yeah well the Tegra has a very similar set of hardware in it as far as I understand to the Switch hmm. and that can output in 4K so it can't oh you're thinking so about the shield yeah mm, the shield okay oh yeah. the shield that's the one the shield yeah. sorry I was, I was just talking about the chipset yeah yeah, yeah. I've never seen the, a shield in action actually but uh, they're supposedly really good yeah mm. our, our our friend and over on RA, Steve Erickson, is always talking. I don't think he's got one, has he? But he's always talking about it and showing his YouTube videos. This looks amazing. <laughs> Imagine an Amiga game in 4K running on this. He's, actually got, he's got one of the new ones, hasn't he? One of those that, that can be just... It's only connected to the TV. It hasn't got a screen in itself. It's just like a... Oh, does he? Yeah, I think he does. I think they've missed the. Well, I don't know. Who am I to say? I mean, it's going to sell like Billio, isn't it? And then they're going to, and then they're going to bring out a 4K model at some point, and that'll sell like Billio. And before you know it, you know the the switch, the switch family, as they call it, has sold 200 million units, and everyone's everyone's very rich. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they've done right. The only thing that they didn't do was uh, actually substitute the chips. I mean, the, the the screen looks good. The size is great. So. If they'd uh, made the Joy Cons just a bit more robust and then uh, yeah, then added a new chip, it would be perfect for me. Yeah. Would you have liked a proper D pad as well? Does that bother you? No, it doesn't. Yeah, I would have. I'm yeah. using the Pro yeah. controller for okay. most of my gaming anyway. Okay, I love cool. that controller. Yeah, it's a, that's a brilliant controller. It's fantastic. Mm. Chris doesn't I don't like play it. Old, don't <laughs> play old stuff on it. So okay, yeah, I think for I like the NES and SNES stuff that's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good offering, <laughs> mm. but I don't know. I think I've got other places to play those games, but I'm sure there are other people who use that, that stuff a lot. Yeah. What else you been up to then, Chris? Not a lot, mate. I've just been stressing about my arcade machine, which I'll probably save for R right and people who are more of a retro bent. Um, although I'm sure there are people who, <laughs> who indulge in both. I've uh, Andy helped me get my. 3D audio on my PSVR setup because after all this time, I'd not realised that in order to get 3D audio from PSVR, you had to plug in a physical headset, physical set of headphones into the 
actual machine itself, the actual headset itself. So gearing up to play Resi 7, Jim. You're going to go for it in I'm VR? Gonna, I'm going to do it, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I did while it was supposed to be working today. Oh, I, uh, okay. I, like, I work hard. I thought I'll... I, I'm go- the, I was in. Jen was in work, so my wife was 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 in in London, actually out the house. I had the house to myself, so I thought I'll have a little half an hour on it, and uh, managed. And thanks to Andy, managed to get the three D audio working. Played the first forty five minutes up to the first up oh, to the first scare. Oh, yeah, still here. Got, his, got his big boy pants on and went for it. Well, I was going to say, do you know what? I'm not sure whether I'm going to be able to play through the whole thing because really? it is it is it is genuine, and I'm not someone you know. I'm, I'm not someone who's scared by horror movies, and yeah, I, I I like horror games, but I wouldn't say I find them scary. I enjoy the tension, yeah, but it is it is genuinely one of the scariest things, and I'm not even up to anything. Anything. I only played the first forty five fifty minutes. And, uh, was it is was the last Resi game you played Resi Six that we went through? Yeah. With us, yeah, yeah, yeah. With you. bit different then. Oh yeah, yeah, and and so much. And to be honest with you, I feel like I've read so much about Resi Seven now. I don't, I haven't read any plot stuff, but I've read so much about the mechanics and that I'm not surprised it's very different. And and I know it's a throwback to the older ones, hmm. but I I've never felt a sense of dread like it whilst playing. A, a game or watching a movie. I mean, it's it's, it's all the extra tricks game. it can throw at you, isn't it? By virtue of it being in the headset, so the full immersion. Well, the audio it's horrendous. Makes, the audio makes such a difference because without the three D audio, it, it 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 loses something. I mean, with yeah. the three D audio, it's full of noise and sound. And yeah, you can't. You hear a noise behind you and. You're backing yourself into a corner, and you're watching the door, yeah. and then something else happens at the corner, and you can't look both at once. Yeah, well, that's it because even it, the headset it's, itself is quite feels quite claustrophobic in some respects. So it's uh, yeah, it's very good. I'm looking forward to, I will, yeah. to getting to I, I, until yeah. dawn. I'll be like going on a little Sunday stroll. By the time you've uh, if you if you, if you survive to the end of this one, then until dawn, yeah. it'll be it'll be a will be a nice little a nice little game to play afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. As Jim says, I'll be wearing my big boy pants. <laughs> yeah, I went through the impatient, which isn't very long and not much of a game. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty creepy stuff, which I'll send you up, Andy, before we start until dawn. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, that would be nice yeah, to yeah. see. Made by the same people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's me, really. And uh, plenty of Half-Life for Retro Asylum and, uh, of course, Left Behind. Well, you've awesome. been up to something else as well because you've been recording an episode without me, haven't you, Chris? I have, mate. You've been cheating yeah. on me. Again. Been early. Well, why, why did I do that, Mads? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I d- did it because no other one, no other bugger would do it. <laughs> That's not true. No, it was supposed to be Dean and Steve taking over the game club, but uh, Steve, Steve's an international famous rock star now. Steve Erickson from Do you know something? Adam, so. That is a good track. I've it's listened a good song, to, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it's got about 1,500 listens on Spotify or something. And yeah. I reckon a good two dozen of those are mine. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's, re- it's really catchy. There's cool it's lyrics really in it as well. Good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I you know he's doing really well. I'm, you know, fair play to him. He's off. He's he's very busy with that. So he couldn't, he couldn't do the Mayhem in Monsterland episode. So... And uh, not quite the last minute, but pretty late in the day, 
I had to jump in. So uh, sorry, Mads. Mm, yeah. It wasn't the same without you, though. I wanted to jump in as well, but uh, somebody wouldn't let me. But that's <laughs> you can go listen to the episode. That's a brilliant episode, by the way. It was very good. Yeah. It was very mm. good. And it's also go listen to the track as well. So it's the last arcade, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And the track's yeah. called last When We Were Young. Yes. When We Be Young. Yeah. yeah. And and the guys are busy writing tracks two and three. Yep. Which cool. is yeah. And that that's what they're they're in the studio recording and writing now. So in between the rock star lifestyle. <laughs> it's going really well for Steve, you know, that's his passion. And he produced for the band, the members of the band that's now the last arcade. They used to be the band called BB Mac. Who is uh, reasonably famous? The uh, boy produced... band BB Mac. I don't know. They're not a boy band. Like a kind of nineties indie-ish. Oh, they, they were a boy band. BB Mac. BB M A K. Yeah, I'm gonna have a look at my phone here. I always, I had them in the boy band category. If it's the ones Steve I'm thinking of. Steve doesn't listen to this, and it's a good job. He'll be he'll be taking names. He'll be, uh, <laughs> he'll be getting, uh, we're smashing up his room, throwing TVs oh, out the window, and all that was sorts. by that was by no means. Uh, I, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. That was just. Uh, so while we edit, let's, let's just uh, yeah. What else you listeners what? that uh, Steve made music for the Teletubbies, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Teletubbies? No, it wasn't. It was Power Rangers. But I mean, it seems like that's like infinitely better. I mean, it's not like somebody said Teletubbies at some point and it really annoyed him. It was me. Yeah, yeah it was me. Of course it was. <laughs> that was on the Christmas episode, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's easy funny. mistake, isn't it? Power Rangers, Teletubbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Jim? Um. Well, losing power through uh, through building work that's going on for one. You need a Power Ranger. I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just before that, well, I bought. Um, so I mentioned last time we recorded that I want. I wanted to get us an Xbox after the E3 show. So Andy, <laughs> but I couldn't see one in stock. Andy kindly pointed out to us that they're, they're back in stock. So. So I, I went and got myself a, an Xbox Series X based on yeah. that. And I think I've got the blame for it in the Middleton household as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I got it on the... Um, so without going all, all Martin Lewis. But I'll, go, I'll go all Martin Lewis, but not be as shouty. But yeah, it was like an extra 80... Because I already paid £10 a month for the Game Pass, it was an extra £18 to get this, like two years of Game Pass and at a fixed price. And you get your Series X, so it's, it's like it's a no-brainer, really. It's just ridiculous value. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yep, it's a nice-looking thing, isn't it? It is, um, but I only had it out of the box for a little bit, plugged it all in, updated it, and then Kate pointed out we are having loads of building work done, and they're inside now, <laughs> and there was already there's already dust everywhere. So I was like, oh, yeah, good point. I'll, uh, I'll it put it away. It's gone away. <laughs> so it's gone away so I'm back on the One X until we're um, so coddled aren't we? we're so coddled aren't we I know other, other people would say it's staying out I don't care I'll put a dust sheet over it yeah. well I don't know if you can see or not it's not much good for the listeners right enough but if I swing this around you can probably see so I was getting some new powerpoints put in I specifically went on Amazon and bought a dust cover for my OLED TV so I could put it over the top of it while the workmen were in here working. That's, I think that's the self. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that appreciate that as well. That's just uh, that's, that's the type of people we are here, I think. Mm. Yeah. You need, you need 4K for Kentucky Route Zero for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exciting, Jim. It's it is. Good. It is. Well, it will be when I can play on it. 
<laughs> and of course, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I I've got both, and uh, you'd be pretty well served with you with your Xbox. Just like those with the PS4, there's not uh, not much that much reason to upgrade to PS5 at the moment. It's probably yeah, the same yeah. with Xbox One X. If you've got that, then yeah, I'd probably say there's no reason to upgrade to Series X other than the fact it's nice to have. Yeah, yeah. But, been, but also yeah. it kind of allows you that you can stick to the kind of the collecting for your retro collections and you just play that all digital it's the way it's been designed to play isn't it and you've kind of got that one price you know what you're paying and so now that you've bought it it's like like chris always says it's it's technically free from this point onwards isn't it yeah if you yeah yeah. once you pay for it it's free isn't that right man you cannot that's economics (laughs) that's how it works yeah yeah. that's how chris's female economics works that's true yeah we're available for tax returns as well for a Mm. small fee yeah 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 if anybody wants to be enabled and, 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 and to come up with a long list of reasons why you should spend lots of money on things that you don't really need, talk to us. Mm. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Andy? What have you been up to, mate? Just convinced talking you guys into buying things. This is, I, I feel quite, <laughs> I feel quite guilty. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I don't need to buy anything. I can't afford anything. So I just, I just tell you guys what to go and buy. So it's, um, no, I, I've been kind of, finished up the DLC for this Left Behind I guess maybe a week ago or so at, um, I, I've had it finished for a week while but I haven't had a chance to do too much gaming in the interim um, there's been quite a lot happening just outside of that so quite busy but uh, I picked up a couple of books um, I got a couple of um, bitmap books that I ordered up so I got the arcade book the one that's got all the it's in a nice kind of landscape form and it's got all the marquee art from different arcade machines it's really nice actually and it's now a kind of a new extended edition uh i i didn't intend to buy that one i went on because i was buying the is it the complete guide to jrpgs which is our most recent release yeah yeah yeah, yeah i've seen that. so i was on i was on buying that basically and then lo and behold i'm such a sucker for these things that said you know here's a few other books you might be interested in and then right enough i saw that <laughs> arcade when i thought yes i am interested in that so um i ended up picking that up as well um but that has been that's been it really uh, not too much else otherwise it's actually been it's been busy but fairly quiet on the gaming front and the buying front which is no bad thing good stuff i'm mad yeah, the only thing I've been up to gaming-wise is playing a bit of Half-Life for the, the Retro Island Game Club and then yep. spending a lot of nights trying to get this damn DLC for The Last of Us running. So uh, <laughs> that's been kind of a nightmare. So so let's just get into that. I'm, I've, I've been playing this on original hardware. I'm, I'm the only one who's been playing it on the PS3, right? Yes. Yeah. So initially I played it on my hacked PS3. I do have the disc, so I just dumped that as an ISO and... Uh, and played that, and uh, that worked fine. But then I wanted the um, the DLC, so I tried to to uh, first. First, I tried to go on the store. I couldn't. Then I tried to actually find a, a uh, find the DLC as a PKG file and install that on my hacked PS3. That worked. I could install it, but when I tried to start it, I wanted to go on the store. Then I took my own PS3, my my real PS3, install it from disk tried to go on the store to buy the DLC, but the store was down for maintenance. And it was down for maintenance for days. So I'm guessing that they've actually uh, they've actually shut it down, even though they, they said that they'd postpone it. But uh, it seems that the PS3 store, the PSN store, is not accessible from Denmark anymore, at least. 
So there's no way you, I could get my hands on this uh, DLC. So in the end, it, I ended up buying it, buying the full remastered version of The Last of Us for the PS4 just to play this two-hour DLC. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit miffed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Which was probably on sale last month, I think, wasn't it? Was it last month or the month before there was a big sale? It was probably... It was, it was probably sale. right now. It was <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was 70% percent off or something a few weeks ago. But you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to hear that. Nope, nope. <laughs> it was PS Plus at some point. <laughs> <laughs> sure it was, sure it was. But oh well, I had to pay, uh, I think, what did I pay? £20 for it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's not bad value. Nah, £10 per hour. Okay. No, it's not it's more than two hours. No, the DLC, not more than two yeah, hours. Not even a man of your ability could get through it in two hours, I'm sure. I got through it yesterday while everybody else in the world were watching soccer or football. I was playing through <laughs> that, and it took me less than the football match. I started like a half really? an hour into the football match, and I was done about the same time as the football match, I think. No way. It felt like I was stuck on that end battle section for yeah, like for two, two hours, hours. <laughs> oh, for no, sure no, that yeah me, and me we'll, took me 10 we'll minutes stops what level well you played it on normal yeah normal good going I mean the whole Maybe thing I got lucky. about four, four to five hours <laughs> shall we segue into it then that was almost that was quite professional it. wasn't it Ooh, lovely <laughs> almost after the evening we've had <laughs> never <laughs> ever be professional <laughs> I am recording by the way good. good to hear my computer hasn't crashed. Jim's here. He's got power. Mads has got clothes on. But only for and a little while steady. because I'm really getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. My Discord's working. The sound's in sync. We're good. We're good to We're go. The stars have aligned. We're actually getting worse. Remember our pilot episodes were so so slick, weren't they? They <laughs> the seemed at the time. Maybe it's just like all these things. Publish. You look back on it and it's, uh, you, don't, you don't know what you don't know, as they say. <laughs> we're, going, we're going down, Neil. <laughs> So, um, left behind then. DLC, um, it was released on Valentine's Day, Feb the 14th, 2014. So, eight months after the uh, the main game came out. Hmm. You, was it released at the same time as the remaster, or was it just before the remaster? Just before. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Um, you play as Ellie. There's over. It's based over two sort of time periods. One one of them is set just after Joel has sustained this uh, sort of life-threatening injury after they were attacked by David's men just as they're leaving the university, which we sort of covered up to episode two of uh, of our playthrough of the main game. Um, Ellie has got into a nearby town, and we, we, we I was playing as Ellie. We're going to be looking for medication to try and, and help Joel recover. So the idea is we go off and find this medication and then make our way back to, to where Joel's laying up. The second time period, if you like, that's going to act as, as flashback sections and it's going to see you playing as Ellie just before she met Joel. Uh, she's got a friend called Riley. They're both at military school together. Um, Riley's disappeared, but she's just come back into Ellie's life I think she dis- they don't say exactly how long. They just say like for months. I think it is um, forty-five, forty-five days. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. oh okay. I missed that. One. Yeah. Just on that note, Jim Paul, we're at this point in the timeline. Did I, any of you read the American Dreams graphic novel? No, no. So I've no. I've got that, and I couldn't quite work out exactly where it ties into this. I thought there was maybe a slight disjoint between 
what they were saying timeline-wise in the DLC and what's in the, the graphic novel. So the, the two didn't seem to taper together quite as neatly as what I thought they might do. Uh, okay. I thought the graphic novel was set before the events of the game. It is, but the she meets Riley and the, the interactions that they're having suggests that... Basically, at the end of it, uh, Riley also goes off at the end of American Dreams as well. Okay. And mm. so it's... It, 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 I don't know if it's... I, I'm not sure it's the same timeline or not. I don't know. It's it's not okay. com- it's not completely clear. Yeah, because she disappears, doesn't she? And then Ellie makes a comment that she just presumed she was dead. Yeah. 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 So, so Ellie's still... Oh, gone. It's quite fitting that this was released on Valentine's Day, eh? I didn't know that yeah. it was. Yeah, no, I, I, I think didn't. that must have been intentional for this. Now that it's, mm. obviously you, you realise that that's, uh, yeah, I quite like that. That's nice. Yeah. Well, one of the big themes of the DLC, of course, is Ellie's sexuality, which which we probably ought to talk about kind of how, how that how that came across, you know, how they portrayed that. Mm. Did they, was it clear right from the start? I mean, I, I can't quite remember, I've not got any notes. When Riley first comes into the room, is it clear that there's a romantic feeling between them? No. Not, not, no, not to me, no. at least. I didn't get no. that either. I thought it no. was brilliantly done. It's, it's, it's some of the best that they did, did like narratively uh, in this uh, DLC, this little storytelling here, was that their relationship, yeah, building it up until we get to that point, is, is brilliantly done because it surprised me, but it, at the same time was, of course, I mean, you've seen how they interact and, and, and well, how, how they... they um, well, react to each other. It's it's uh, it's brilliantly done. It's very yeah. tastefully done as well. The whole mm, thing, yeah. I thought. Yeah, truly really interesting. If you listen to so, if anyone's listened to the official The Last of Us podcast, which which came out before The Last of Us Part Two, Ashley Johnson's being interviewed, and she talks about the moment when Neil Druckmann comes to her and says, "Right, you know, we're thinking about the DLC, and this is what we're going to. This is the way we're going to take Ellie's character. She's going to be gay." And you know, just wanted to let you know, see how you feel. And she was, she embraced it, and she said, "Yeah, you know, I think it's it, it. kind of all makes sense now." Although that wasn't, she didn't know when she acted, when she performed Ellie for the original game, she didn't know that Ellie was gay. And I'm not sure whether the writers did, but when she she said that she wished she could go back then and re revisit the some of the scenes in the in the, in the first game, and maybe maybe scenes with Bill might have been different. Maybe there might have been a bit more kind of a kindred spirit between the two of them. But she said it just made so much sense and she just really enjoyed... It just made... The way Ellie was, it just made a lot of sense and she just kind of went went for it in the in the DLC. And uh, you wonder whether the writers had it in mind all along or whether they just felt, oh, this would be a nice way to take, take the character. Yeah, I didn't actually consider that because for me, the story that's told in The Last of Us wouldn't be different in any way whether she was no, straight or gay no. or whatever. Uh, no. it, it, in this little piece of, of storytelling, of course, because it portrays her relationship with Riley, it makes a, a huge difference. But uh, yeah. for the main story, yeah. nah, it doesn't really matter, does it? And no. it's, as we've said, as you guys have said, it's so brilliantly acted mm. and so incredibly written that it's not about Ellie's sexuality it's about no. a relationship it's about a, a, a first love a tragic first love and it doesn't matter whether Riley was a boy or a girl it's just not about that and I, I'm not a, an expert in in the way LGBTQ plus characters are written in, in media yeah but 
if there's any that are written as well as this, yeah, I'd be I'd be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah uh, but I think for me it, that always that it, that sort of things was almost completely removed from it because it was coming back to it, it just felt so authentic. You felt like you were, the the two characters, the dialogue, everything came. There was nothing at any point in that for me that jarred from their no. initial interactions right the way through to when. They're properly together at the end. There was no part. You you really sort of, in a nice way, like not in any way sort of voyeuristic, but in a in the best possible way. You felt like you were almost um, you were you know you were sort of you almost had the, sort of the privilege of of being able to watch this this sort yeah. of romance kind of blossom in front of you, and mm. uh, and you could really see, it, it was so subtly done, but you could see at each stage where where there was sort of. Where they were, you know, as as sort of their feelings were progressing, it was it was absolutely apparent what stage they were at with their feelings for each other. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it wasn't a romantic relationship to begin with. It it, it no, just no. grew into that in those couple of hours we saw. But yeah, from the yeah. get go, this story is a story. Well, it's not one. It's two stories about love. So the first story is about her love to uh, wait. What is he called? <laughs> Joel. Joel. Joel, sorry. <laughs> I love to Joel. I'm getting tired already David. here. So, yeah, her love to Joel and her trying to save him. And the other story is about her very good friend and her love to her very good friend, Riley. So it's it's uh, it's two love stories at the same time immediately. And that one of them then grows into something bigger and something more is just wonderful and wonderfully done. Yeah. It's yeah. clear, isn't it, straight away that there was a, like you say, there wasn't a love, not necessarily a love interest. That wasn't clear straight away, but it was clear that they'd got a very close friendship. Yeah, yes. there's a spark or a chemistry or something in the way that we all know real life couples or people who ultimately become couples where you just, you can right away, you say that makes sense because you see there's some chemistry between them. And that is exactly what these guys had by the way it was written and the way it was voice acted, everything about it. Mm. But she disappeared and then obviously just came randomly came back into Ellie's life. Ellie had presumed her dead. Did you did you trust her straight away? Because I I had a little doubt in my mind maybe that she was leading us off because obviously we we played the main game and we knew that Ellie's got this gift where she's she's not affected by uh, by these uh, these bites these or the cordyceps or anything like that. Mm. Um, Marlene knew about this. And so I wasn't sure is was was um, was was, she, was Ellie being led into a trap? Was uh, so the, the, I didn't have a clue what the what this DLC was. I didn't didn't know where it was going to go or anything. But I saw this, this these people, these friends that got a really sort of close relationship. And was Marlene in the background sort of orchestrating things? So I, I had a little doubt. But obviously, it was yeah, I, I was way off way off with that but I had a little doubt where I just didn't quite fully trust her I don't know is, is she up to something but you did yeah. know that what we were going to see was that she was going to what well, Riley was going to die and she was going to get bitten that, that's we, we, we knew, knew that, that from, the, yeah. from the main game that's yeah. what's going to happen here yeah we did yeah yeah yeah, well, I didn't doubt it at all. I didn't doubt her or her intentions no. at any point, which is quite unusual, actually, because we, ta- we talked about in the last episode, obviously, that as soon as David appeared on the scene, there was just something that wasn't right with yeah, that, yeah, and it turned out to be yeah. the case. And and for me, again, I, I've got to 
keep coming back to this, but it's just testament to the way it's written and voice acted, is that right from the get-go, uh, I I trusted Riley, and I th- also you trust Ellie's judgment as well, because she didn't really at any point misjudge anything the whole way through the main game either. So you, no. you know, obviously she's a wee bit older more experienced by that point but at the same time you, you know you trust ellie and you see that ellie trusts riley so you think yeah if she trusts her that's good enough for me yeah yeah mm. i did have some problems with riley's character model though i didn't think it was great she she had a really big head <laughs> okay yeah i didn't notice that <laughs> i didn't know i just right from as soon as she came played by yarny king manshin monshin Yanni King Monsheen, by the way. I think we ought to shout that out. She's yeah. she's incredible. Very, I love very her accent. She's got such a great accent. Yeah. But her character model just seemed off. It just seemed really off. She just seemed to be... She had this big head and it was all out of proportion. And, it, yeah, didn't think it was great. Hmm. So it didn't detract from the acting or the story at all. But, yeah, it just struck me. As soon as she came on, it was like, oh, that looks a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. So it, like... It opens, doesn't it, with this um, with this this animated cutscene. It's split into three parts. This cutscene, and it's going to uh, basically show you where this episode is going to take part. The first part of the cutscene is a, a recap showing you where Left, Left Behind is set, as we've already said. Then you flash back to a scene where Ellie's in military school. It's set after the outbreak. Um, Ellie is visited by a former best friend, Riley, who she thought dead. Um, this is all sort of explained in, in, the, in this cutscene. And then Riley asks uh, Ellie to accompany her. And at that point, we flash forward to the present day where Ellie is patching up Joel, basically using whatever she, she can get her hands on. And duct she leaves tape, him. Actually. Sorry, yep. Yes, he's patching him up with duct tape. I love that. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in a bad way. Mm. He is, yeah. Um, and but she leaves him under the uh, somewhat questionable supervision of a horse, and then uh, goes <laughs> off to find supplies to uh, to stitch him up and uh, and attempt to sort of heal him. Yeah. So we start off straight away as Ellie. Uh, we've got no ammo. We've got no supplies. Nothing. We're in this abandoned shopping mall. Um, really sort of scenic snow's falling in through the roof and that's going to act as like a trigger for the flashbacks because the the that that time period that we're playing with Ellie before she met Joel is also set in like a mall environment yeah mm. yeah it, it's great i mean the, the the early combat in the in left behind is really good you're you're very vulnerable you have very few materials. You have no, you have no ammo. You have no bullets. But you do have a knife. But there's only, yeah, and there's only one or two enemies, and it's fine. And yeah, and you can you can avoid them. You don't have to take them on. You feel as if it's right that you are this young girl, and uh, this this opening part was some of the best combat I thought in the game. It just worked. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to yeah, take them good. on. I, I killed all of them. Everything. <laughs> I, I, I went uh, full on stealth mode because when I'm playing as Ellie, I'm a lot more stealthy because, well, I, she's not very good at hand to hand combat, is she? I mean, if somebody rushes you, you you'll uh, well, you'll lose a lot of health because she only gets one stab in every once in a while. Uh, but but if she, she's she's really a good stealth killer, so 
sneak in behind them and give them the knife. My 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 Ellie is it kills only when she has to. Mm. So I was I was avoiding these bad boys. Okay, as much as I could. Mm. You must have so, loved the ending then. <laughs> I hate. My it. Ellie has learned yeah. from Joel and is now a full on psychopath. <laughs> but it was weird because like yeah I've been played that the, the end of the game to come to this so I played that last section literally just taking out anything that moved um, and then to, to come back to this yeah. where it's a lot slower again and you have, you've got a creeper you've got no option you've got a creep around because like I say you've, all you've got is this knife mm. so yeah it was yeah like taking you back to right back to that first time that, yeah. that we first played the game yeah there's um, a locked shutter and we've got to find a key code to open it. Basically, going into this uh, pharmacy, which is like the next door. Um, and there's a pharmacist in there who went crazy um, and, yeah. and pinned locked behind the uh, shutter. There was, there's loads of these like little notes um, in, yeah. in this area where you can... Yeah, you, you get a lot of uh, sort of background on, on this area and the characters that would, would have been in this area. So a lot of incidental storytelling going on. Yes. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out, like I say, the pharmacist went crazy. He's been locked behind this shutter, and then sure enough, we go in and we find him uh, in the corner of the room. His cordyceps everywhere, and uh, yeah, mm. he's he's not looking very good at all. <laughs> As Ellie goes up to him, she's saying, and she like, "Don't come to life! Don't come to life!" <laughs> yeah. And did I... yeah. To a fourth wall breaking. Yeah. 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 Did did anyone jump when he fell forward? Yes. Yeah. 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 In yeah. fact, there's a couple of jump scares in Left Behind, and I feel there like is, it leads yes. into that survival horror. The first part, anyway, is yeah. feels very survival horror actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We you get the key from here. We go back outside, and there's a couple of clickers in there now. Again, like I say, we've got no ammunition. Uh, and this again is really, like I say, it's just really, really tense, and I really enjoyed it. There's. Uh, we open the door, the locked door in, in the pharmacy. We go through, and you find this military helicopter that's crashed into the into the roof of the mall. And again, spectacular. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and as we mentioned, like this, like incidental storytelling. As we're going through this section, we're sort of finding out what happened to the crew that yeah, were on the helicopter. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, really, really good. So I like how that story is told out of order. Did you notice that? So you yeah. find the different letters, like five or six letters from one of the soldiers, but they're they're in in reverse order. Some of them. So, so sometimes you know the answer to the questions that he's asking himself in these mm. letters that you find later on. That, that's really well done. Yeah, this bit, this this bit, this the the first three quarters of this DLC is like everything. That the game does brilliantly, yeah, yeah absolutely, encapsulated in like mm, an yeah. hour and a half's worth of gameplay. Yeah, you know, I'm, I was playing this thinking, this is absolutely brilliant. You know, they, they, these guys were in their flow. They know how to tell a story, a little self-contained story in the bigger story. It reminded me of the suburbs. It reminded me of the sewers. You know, with the with the stuff in. In, in the the better part of of after Pittsburgh when it when it got really good in the game it reminded me of that stuff yeah and I was thinking it's just excellent exactly what made the last of us brilliant there was a, in that small little section. a focus on storytelling and on stealth all the way yeah. Yeah. in until the end I mean the the story with Riley it's the first two thirds I'd like to say you don't see anything dangerous at all do you no. it's just storytelling and, and navigating the yeah. environment and the <laughs> breaking uh, windows and cars and 
having fun. <laughs> well, the, the danger's there, isn't it? But it's manageable. Is there any danger? Yeah. Well, in, in in the in the present parts, there are. Yes, oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. in the Riley yeah. not, not in the Riley sections. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's definitely danger in the in the present part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I think because of you know, because you know what ultimately happens with Riley, I guess unless you knew the, how long the game was, yeah. you weren't quite sure which which sequence because yeah. all the sequences with Riley were so enjoyable. You thought, please don't let this be the one where yeah. things take a turn for the worst. Just mm. let us enjoy yeah. this moment. And the, and the nice thing was they did. They did let you enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the longer it goes, the more it builds. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 But um, it's pretty obvious, like, the objective of of her sort of timeline at this point is she's got to get to this helicopter to get them some to check it over for, for medical supplies. We then f- do our first flashback where we can play um, as, as Ellie, where we, we see Ellie and Riley. Um, and they're, they're sort of talking about how uh, Riley has met the Fireflies yeah. and Marlene. Yeah, and I've already said I've got a note here. I've already mentioned it before, um, and I, with a mentioning Marlene and and like you say, what we knew about Ellie and uh, that she could, she was she wasn't affected by the bites and everything. I was I had this little thought. I, do, do, I didn't quite trust Riley completely at this point because she just mm-hmm. sort of walked out on a friend and and um, disappeared and and everything else. Um, and I wasn't sure if she was leading us into a trap or not, but. As we go, we, we're sort of walking over these rooftops and we go into this abandoned building, uh, which is like this, this mall. Is it, this, the, uh, they're talking about someone called Winston. Mm. Yes. So he's in the graphic novel. Ah, okay. That's why. He's, a, he's an old guy that lives in the... Uh, he's basically got a, he's got a tent in the mall that he lives in and he's got a horse that he teaches Ellie how to horse ride on and uh, Riley knows him they basically um, they sort of effectively it's quite short lived but they become friends with him yeah because we find his tent doesn't really sort of mention too much in the game who, who he is but we we find his tent and then the, did you did you get the choice whether to drink the the booze that's in there or not yeah yeah, yeah I got down on it yeah mm. yes <laughs> same <laughs> <laughs> Um, after that, we then make our way to a fancy dress shop, and this is a fantastic scene, a really funny scene where Riley gets Ellie to try on a wolf mask initially, yeah. mm. and she's trying to get Ellie to sort of come out of herself and, and, and roar like a wolf, which she does in the end. She does like this little sort of, I don't know, well, it's, it's almost like a meow at first, isn't it? But then <laughs> she, she does this really sort of roar and comes out with it. And then they're this trying one. on more masks, and and it's really nice to see them see her having fun. fun. You see this totally different side to her than what we've yeah. seen when she's been with Joel. You do see sort of snippets of it with Joel when she's reading the joke book and all the rest of it, but you you really see her sort of just at ease, don't you? At the, in this point, yeah. yeah. And I think this is the point at which I think it was good already, but this is the point where I think like the dialogue between the two of them really hit its stride as well. And you started to maybe get a little bit of an inkling that there was a little, there was, there was going to be more, which you, which you knew anyway, but this is the point where it's really sort of started to reveal itself yeah. that there was going to be more between the two of them. And this is kind of where that spark maybe really sort of started to ignite. I, I thought this was a fantastic section. I spent ages in that shop going yeah, around so and I. just interacting mm. with everything. And uh, yeah. again, it's a great place for playing with a, photo mode as well but I, I could have just stayed in that part pretty much indefinitely I, I loved it yeah 
Yeah, even I mess around with the photo mode in this part because it's like clowns and everything, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, and there's a yeah, big massive, Frankenstein's yeah. monster lurk, hanging over them and things. It's Yeah, it's fantastic. There's a childlike quality to Ellie, though, in, in these scenes, you know, which yeah. there isn't that much in terms of actual time span. It isn't that long between the the, the scenes there and, and the end of the game, but you can... It almost shows you just how much she's been hardened by what she's seen in that relatively short period of time. Yeah. There is definitely a more innocent side to her in these these moments, I think. Yeah. There's, we go now, we do a short section where, where we go through and there's a car sort of at a lower level. And we, uh, we're basically yeah. going to... There's a little contest between Ellie and Riley as to who can put out the windows, uh, uh, who can hit the most windows on the car. How did everyone get on and with this? Did everyone win? Is it possible yes. to lose? I don't know. You like, oh, it's okay. possible to lose then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got off to a bad start. Nope. I lost. I, I got the, yeah, I, I, I thought I was actually doing quite well. And I got the last yeah, window just like a fraction There's a really, really cool sort of animation. The, uh, and uh, so I can't remember the exact dialogue that Ellie comes out with as well. But <laughs> again, it just felt okay. so kind of like authentic to her character. She's quite kind of um, tomboyish and quite sort of, she's just, she's really cool. She's like really sort of geeky cool. And she just comes out with this really cool celebration when she does it as well. I think it's yeah. almost kind of like, it's like a kind of a, boom in your face type celebration that she does and <laughs> yeah, it's she it's does. absolutely brilliant yeah yeah there's a real competitiveness between them we see that later on in the water fight yes. as well yes she's, ellie really wants to beat her <laughs> yep. and yeah and she's she's still annoyed with um with riley at this point as well isn't she yeah. for for walking out on her um yeah we get like we a, also find out we also find out in this point jim as well she didn't just walk out she told her to Foxtrot Oscar. Yes, she did, and, yes. Uh, because Ellie says to her, why did you lash out at me like that? So this is the first time we, they, when Riley left 45 days earlier, she left on really bad terms. And and that this we didn't get that. We, that that When Ellie was a little bit off of the cold with her at first, we didn't mm. really know why. Now it's all starting to come out. And we get like a little bit of dialogue choice here. Well, the illusion of dialogue choice, at least. And like you say... Um, mm. I, you, I asked why she left um, and, and Riley just basically said she was in a weird place and, and completely dodges dodges the question yeah um, did anyone choose anything else did you get anyone else get like another response to this I presume it was it'd be the same whatever you sort of chose I possibly but I thought the only choice was to ask although you did have other options I was like because as we talked about before especially with yourself Mads is you do try to role play these characters and that's what I would want to know you kind of already you got that you were getting that insight into that she was um, she'd been stung by the fact that Riley had left under whatever circumstances and so I thought yeah that was you're not going to waste your questions there that's that's the one that you want the answer to mm. yeah mm. so she dodges the question completely and then goes on to show Ellie that the mall still got electrical power um, the but the breaker just needs to reset in. So Ellie goes and resets the breaker. There's a short conversation between them. Um, something was said by Riley, like like Sue Chris before she left. Um, she says yeah. she's sorry, and she says she's got to show you something. You open the door, and it then you sort of cut back to to present day. 
Yeah. Yeah. You enter a building, and again, we find some ammo now for the first time. Shortly after that, we get this jump scare where the cat jumps out. Yeah, see, I've got a note of <laughs> yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. really got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same, yeah. <laughs> again, it feel, feels, although we've got ammo, it still feels like, because we haven't he got a lot. a few times. It still feels really <laughs> tense, and you don't want to use the ammo. We're working your way through this, like, flooded garage, and eventually you come across a, a generator that you've got to find fuel for. There's sort of a short combat section in this garage. There's a few sort of clickers um, roaming around and a few other infected as well. We power up the generator. The power is restored to the garage, basically, so we can exit out of a door that's locked at the other end of the garage. When we put power back onto the garage, there's some more clickers that walk through. And obviously, they're in the water. And there's a cable dangling yeah. in the water. And these clickers get yeah. electrocuted. So it's They've obviously never played video games, have they? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> Whenever you see wires lashing around like that above water, you know what's coming. Half-Life springs no, no. to mind as well. <laughs> this was actually the first part of the game of this DLC that annoyed me. Because yeah, then mean. we get into some real open grounds uh, combat. And that doesn't work really well here. Yeah. So, so this I, I died a handful of times because I tried to be stealthy, but you couldn't. No. I mean, you were you're going to be rushed by those uh, yeah. by those zombies at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think it's busy work as well. This, I mean, this whole mm. generator hasn't got fuel. Okay, well, I need to go right to the other end to get fuel canister. Oh, it's empty. Now I need to go back and go to the HGVs and get the fuel out, and then go back to the. You know, if it, it felt a little bit out, of, I wanted to get back to the Riley part. I Definitely, to see, yeah. yeah. I left wanted it, to uh, see what uh, happens yeah, next. This yeah, felt yeah. like padding just because it's breaking up the story bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Eventually, yeah. So we got, like you say, we've got this like little puzzle section where we've got to make our way across this garage without touching the water. So we're going across all these like uh, cars and lorries <laughs> yes. and stuff, and just trying to find your way. You eventually get through to the get to the other end and, and go through the door. Anyone have any issues with the? It's not. I say it's a puzzle. It's not really, is it? It's pretty obvious the way that you go. I like that part of it I, I didn't like the combat but I like that part it was easy but it was, yeah. it was okay you go through the door and there's a locked door with an elevator behind it leading up to the uh, leading up to the helicopter there's a few clickers around nothing really you, you know you just, I, I took them I think I used a bottle smashed a bottle to distract them and a molotov and yeah pretty pretty easy to 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 get rid of Ellie goes the up. important thing to note there Jim is that you can just run past them which is what I did so you can oh, okay. just stealth avoid them and you don't have to kill them note for the end of the game you do not have to kill them ah uh, okay don't you, you know, have to kill all of the guys at the end of course yes you damn well do yeah okay that's good ah uh, okay <laughs> right um yeah Ellie goes up to the helicopter jumps across to it as she lands on the helicopter, the helicopter slips forward from whatever it's balanced on and you get these like really tense couple of seconds and you're just waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, and I'm waiting to I've see... Never played an un- I've never played an Uncharted game, but I imagine Nathan Drake's done this a thousand oh, times. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Uncharted 2 starts with him being in an airplane that's almost going over right. yeah. a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ellie finds this... Uh, he finds a fully stocked first aid kit and uh, at that point, we cut back to 
Ellie and Riley again. And then I've got a note here say it's so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> couple of moments, but yeah, I mean, generally it's been incredible, particularly the, the flashback bits. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But up till this point, apart from the the part where you uh, have to 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 like engage in, in open combat, I've really enjoyed this part as well. It's not only the Riley part because I think the stealth gameplay was really good. Yeah, here. I, I yeah, got to agreed. kill a lot of well, not a lot, but I got to make my way past a couple of clickers and and different uh, zombies without being detected, and and yeah. it was definitely possible. I like yeah. that. Any time when the game gives you the opportunity to get through an encounter without killing anyone. I think great because that's the way I want to play the game. Mm. So, yeah, maybe and I'm, I'm just trying thinking to... every time I can get past an encounter where I kill everyone but they don't notice. That's a good, <laughs> that's good, <laughs> yeah. good part. Yeah. I'll I'll bring I'll bring I'll come back to that in a minute, Chris, because there's a little bit a bit further on that I want to come back to with regards to the combat. So this flashback section picks up straight after um, where we left where we left them they go through these doors and there's a this stunning scene where there's like this merry-go-round and it's all lit up yeah ellie gets on incredible and uh riley starts up the merry-go-round and uh, yeah we just get like we just get this like childlike i don't know like childlike joy don't you as she's going around this this merry-go-round the next 45 minutes of gameplay this this section this bit right until we jump back to the present is the best bit in the whole of The Last of Us. It is from one moment... I don't think I ever stopped smiling right until the end. Mm. When, yeah, I thought this bit was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Well, in, 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 in every respect, both visually and in terms of, sort of emotionally, everything about it, it's just it's a beautiful section of not just a game, of any sort of form of media, media to be honest. Yeah, um, you've seen, you've seen films that do this, that handle something like this, considerably worse than than what they managed to do here it's some of the best storytelling i've ever seen this part i loved it yeah yeah it's absolutely mm. super the music the the visuals the way it builds between the two of them it is beautiful this bit I'm everything stunning i yeah. spent so much time here with the photo mode and i got one photo <laughs> that for me it's it's like genuinely i'm thinking about printing it out because it's just like for me it just kind of captures the whole game and i thought uh, there was just again it's another part of this it's another section of the game that i could have spent well, I did spend hours, but I could have spent many more hours mm. uh, just playing around that part. And, and the, this is the part that you didn't want to end, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Literally, you didn't want it to end. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, it, yeah, and this has got the best part because this is where the joke book comes. From. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Get all of the beautiful, beautiful puns. <laughs> so about forty of them, isn't there? <laughs> so when a clock, when a clock is hungry. It goes back four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. The, the midget psychic escaped prison. He was a small medium at large. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's what we, uh, I'm inclined to be laid back. <laughs> yes. I mean, there must be, what, about 25, 20, 25 different jokes like at that, least. that they go through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes on for yeah. about 15 minutes. It's brilliant. And, and, and 
they're not only being read, they're being reacted to yes. as well yeah. by, by Riley. And I, I loved that. And yes. some of them were just, ah, okay, that's not so funny. And no. others were, ah, I get it because. And then. Yeah. And then there was a couple where, like, one reads them, the other says, and it's almost like, wait, I don't get that. And then, I, and then the two of them between them kind of work out, like, oh, yep. yeah, yeah exactly. that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah. It's so good. I don't know Diarrhea about is hereditary. Yeah, that one. That one really made me chuckle. I'm like, I'm gonna keep that one. That's uh, that's a good one to give to the kids one day. That that one really makes me chuckle. And don't about you guys, but I was playing like the movie director here as well. So I was walking round because you're in like a, a, the floor of the the mall, aren't you? Here? Yeah. And mm. I I was walking round like walking backwards, facing Riley, turning away from him. I was thinking like, what if I was directing the scene here? How would I be asking Ellie to move? So I'm kind of walking round. Sometimes I'm walking quickly. Sometimes I stop. I had so this yeah. fun. Yep. Yeah, you mm. know, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I was. I was doing. I was doing the exact same at that point, Chris. Yeah. So you just wanted. It that, didn't feel right yeah. to just be standing there and just repeatedly, you know, pressing triangle or whatever it was to hear the next joke. You, you, you wanted, as you say, to sort of to really sort of help the authenticity of the scene, and so you're kind of, you know, wandering around as you were doing this. It's yeah, exactly. That small medium at large really tickled me. I was laughing out loud when I explained that. After that, they uh, they find a photo booth. Um, and again, there's, there's a little bit of dialogue choice with this one. Yeah. So again, I'm not sure. I, well, I didn't see any difference uh, really in a part. You know, there's not too much difference. I think the outcome is still the same. So, so I should like if you, for example, if. I think if you choose love, for example, uh, Riley will ask Ellie if she's trying to woo her, and then Ellie also yeah. say, "I oh, yeah. in your dreams," and all this. Uh, yeah, so it's like little, but the end, the end thing where you're taking pictures in the photo booth. That is yeah. that's still the same, regardless of of what you yeah. what dialogue you, you choose. Okay. Hmm. What's a, what's a Facebook? What's, yes. what's a yes. Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so charming, isn't it? It's so yeah. good. Yeah. The one disappointment for me about this whole section is that you don't get the photos. It's uh, yeah. I would have loved if that was then accessible from the home, you know, from the home from the title screen or something. There as an unlockable or whatever yeah, you can have those photos, but uh, I didn't. I don't think they are. No, I don't think they are. No, I haven't seen it anywhere. No. Yeah, it, it is a shame. And fe- yeah, it feels like that would have been an easy. Easy thing to give us at the end, wouldn't it? It's a little bit of a reward. Yeah, because yeah, I did it for I did it so that you could do the four different poses, and they just they, again they just the 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 photos looked fantastic. I thought I would have liked one of those for like a maybe not like a screensaver or something, but just it's just a kind of a quite a cool memento of that part of the yeah. game. Yeah, and she's so happy, isn't she? Yeah, I think that's Ellie's it. So yeah. happy. Yeah, brilliantly played by Ashley Johnson, just superb. And then. Oh, this bit just this I absolutely love this next bit so you come out of the photo booth and Ellie goes up um, an escalator working escalator for the first yeah. time I presume it's the first time and then she trips when she gets to the top of it <laughs> when she's coming off the escalator just brilliant just absolutely yeah just just like watching like when you take your kids to a to a shopping centre and they they go on an escalator for the first time. Yes, just yeah. Yeah. she's terrified, isn't she? Yeah. Did you try and run back down it as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah is Did it, you? Yeah, you can try. You can try and run back down it, and it's uh, it, it's it's quite nicely animated as well. It it, it makes it look quite uh, quite so authentic as, as you try to go the wrong way down it. 
yeah spent many a time in a shopping center as a a seven-year-old doing that absolutely and they did not need to do that, did they, for, for Riley? They just didn't need to make her scared of the... Ele- should have just walked up the escalator. Yeah. But it's those little touches, those little bits of detail that just add so much depth to the characters. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to the top of the escalator, there's an arcade. Sadly, none of the machines are working. Uh, but I suppose this next part wouldn't have worked if they if they were. Yeah, you, um so good. Riley uh, gets Ellie to to use Ellie goes up to play a machine obviously it's not working so Riley gets Ellie to use the machine and imagine herself playing and then Riley sort of she's going to describe the gaming experience yeah. as Ellie's got her eyes closed and is sort of imagining it so Riley's she's describing it like a beat em up gaming experience very reminiscent of uh, Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat with yeah. some great additional sound effects that build as it goes further into it they kind of it's uh, you kind of initially it's just sort of um, you know as she describes it more more and more of these sound effects get added in and makes it more yeah. feel more and more authentic it's brilliant yeah and then yeah. you you get the little life bar across the top as well yeah 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 and then it's one huge quick time event really isn't it yeah oh yeah and you, yeah, it's you so need simple. to push up and and square and up yeah. and circle and yeah but for, what would ha- what would happen if you lost I, I won the I the won. fight oh I don't know I didn't okay. lose yeah. Yeah, okay. but I think it was also. But th- this is where the the medium of video games is so good because this just wouldn't work yeah. with anything else. But because no. it's both in the video game and because a lot of the people playing it have got a background in video games, the a lot of the controls. It, it was actually really instinctive doing a lot of these things because a lot mm. of these commands were commands that you would be using in fighting games anyway. So <laughs> right away it went into that sequence, and it, it was almost as although she was describing what it was like to play these games, as you yourself were playing it, you were like, yes, this is what these... You know, you're giving a very good description of what it's like to play a game because you're sitting there playing it yourself and you're like, yeah, this is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah and we were imagining it like uh, like Ellie was, of course, because we yeah. know those games. Yeah, totally, yeah. and you could picture it as clear as day. Brilliant. Yeah, mm. yeah very clever. And it even finishes it's- with a fatality. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought... The way- the way Riley describes it as well, oh, and you've ripped him in like, a, I think she says like a geezer of blood comes yeah. out of it. And Ellie's like, oh, yeah. Yes, so this is this is the point at which I kind of, I I think one of the points where, uh, one of the few points I think maybe where I kind of like misjudged Ellie is that I thought kind of, as we were going through it, and then obviously Riley's getting more and more excited about describing this and she's kind of yeah. getting more and more graphic about it all and kind of getting more and more carried away. And I thought it was going to be one of these points where, it was going to cut back to it and Riley would be getting massively carried away with describing all the gore and the violence yeah. and, and Elliot has almost sort of like become slightly um, not horrified as such but definitely kind of quite uncomfortable maybe and sort of yeah. and starting to think oh yeah you know kind of bit this could happen to one of us type thing but she finishes it off and then like as you say Ellie is like you know yes, it's, it's almost like, like it's almost like, it's like I can't remember what it is that she comes out with. it's almost like an F yeah type thing or whatever and yeah, it's just yeah, uh, yeah. she absolutely loves every second of she it does. so it gives you an insight into her character as well yeah and it shows us Riley's depth of feeling for Ellie as well because Riley's basically done this just to give Ellie an experience yes she's yeah. completely yeah she's gone out she didn't have to do that but she's given Ellie something that she wouldn't she wouldn't be able to have and it, that Riley's a bit more of a free spirit maybe a little bit less forthcoming with her emotions than Ellie is in this section but this is where we can really feel we really get to see that Riley has that depth of affection for Ellie as well yeah yeah 
Yeah. Ellie says she needs to get back to military camp just after this. And then she says they can pick up tomorrow. Riley says she can't because Marlene has asked her to go to another city to uh, meet up with another group of fireflies. Ellie says she should go. And Riley disappears through a door. And you can hear some music just sort of playing on the other side of the door. Ellie follows through, but Riley's already gone. Um, and then you, you go into this little bit where there's like these like creepy mannequins everywhere. And it just mm. reminded me yeah. of the uh, Resi, Resi 7 demo it, where you've yeah, got the mannequins on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and knowing that this is going to end badly, uh, yeah. this was when I began to to become really tense because I yeah. thought, okay, is it is it now? Are they are they going to introduce the zombies now or now or now? Yeah. And it's it's not yet. It's not yet. There's a lot of good stuff to come yet yeah. before they come. Yeah. 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 And it's meant to be that way, isn't it? I think this whole man. Mm, it yeah. turns. A, it takes a turn for the creepy, but then immediately lightens the mood again by what happens next. Yeah. So yep. so next we catch up with with Riley, and then there's a cut scene where Riley uh, where Ellie tells Riley she's she's not so like Riley sort of like ran off in like a little bit of a, in a hiss. Yeah, she and, feels guilty. Yes, yeah. And then Ellie says she's got no right to be uh, to be pissed off with her. Riley was the one that walked out on Ellie after all. Um, Riley says she's trying her hardest to sort of make it up to her. And then she brings out these two water pistols that Ellie had mentioned earlier on that um, Riley had been in to the, the military school, got back these water pistols that had been sort of confiscated. Um, and and she, she sort of risked, risked her own life, obviously, as a firefly. The military and the, are trained to, to take out the fireflies now, so she'd risked the life to go in and get these water pistols for, for mm-hmm. Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We then go into this section where we're gonna have like a, a water pistol fight. Yeah. And I, I thought this was great. You sort of creeping around this little this area, aren't you? You, you sort of you're pumping up your uh, your your water pistol. <laughs> yeah. Um and then you're sort of yeah, you, you can just now and again you'll catch Riley sort of sneaking off behind like a little like wall mm. or barrier or something like that and you'll shoot and she's I gone. was so tense. Yeah, yeah. I was I was desperate to win this. So was I. So was I, but I lost. Oh, no. Did you? Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I lost one round, I think, but then got I the next the two or three of which it was that you had to get. Yeah, but I was, yeah, was absolutely three, adamant. I was like, I cannot lose this. Man, I was pumping that trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but they talk about this in the podcast, um, on the official podcast, Chris, don't they? And they were saying that it's, there's a couple of quite clever uses of the, the game's mechanics, yeah. obviously, when you were throwing the rocks or the bricks at the car and in yeah. this stage as well where it, rather than sort of introduce something new you're already very familiar and very comfortable with these so you've actually yeah. you feel like you've got a fighting chance and it just ties together quite nicely with some obviously the, the skills that you've already acquired it's such a fabulous way and this is what they do with the rocks and the, the, the video game and now this they're using the game's mechanics just in ways which just completely subverts how we expect those mechanics to be used yeah and it's it's so much fun. Yeah. And the worst thing is, is that you know, you know what's coming, mm-hmm. and you're having fun and you're loving it, but you know it's around the corner at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It's so bittersweet. So I've... it's just incredible storytelling. Sorry, Jim. No, no. But what you said earlier, Andy, was spot on. 
you couldn't tell a story like this in any other medium apart from video games. And I tell you what, if, if anybody says to me that video games can't tell a grown-up, mature and sophisticated and nuanced and complicated story about deep and complex and involved characters, if you just ignore the video gamey elements of this, which, which can be clunky as we described... Play this three hours and just have someone play through the annoying bits for you. Yeah. And come back to me again and tell me that, that video games can't do that. Yeah. Because this is so, so rich, this storytelling. It, I, I can't think of many better examples. No. Of, no. Of it. No, I'm the same. Sorry, Jim. No, no, that's cool. No, no. Don't, don't apologise. Just, just jump in any time. Like, um, after after you either win or lose this water pistol fight, it's like best of best of three. Riley asks Ellie um, if she's still got her Walkman. Nice, nice, nice touch. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Ellie yeah. Ellie gives it to her and she plugs it into the stereo, and then uh, this cover of "I Got You, Babe" plays as they're uh, as, yeah. and they're dancing away to it, and this is yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Ellie at this point says to Riley. Not not to go away with the fireflies. Um, she she kisses uh, Riley, and Riley sort of look, looks at her, takes off this firefly necklace and throws it away. At this point, the infected burst into the room. Riley gets off one shot. And then we jump back to the present day in the helicopter, and I was yeah. just like, "No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." It's so good the way it cuts away so quickly. I mean, it's. Uh, but we need to discuss that kiss because that was so well done as well. It's not just a, a short kiss. There's there's so much in it. It's a very very brief kiss, but it's also immediately clear that they've never kissed before, and yeah. she doesn't really know whether Riley even likes her or is gay. Or anything yeah. like that. Yep. So she immediately follows it up with, "Oh, that was stupid," or something like that. Yeah. Where, where Riley comes back and says, "No, it, no, it wasn't." And that, that that is so brilliantly done. It's five yeah. seconds, but that there's so much in those five seconds, so many feelings in those five seconds that just works between those two actors. Yeah, and I think just coming back to what we said back at the start, is it just this as well? Every part of this just felt appropriate for what had come between them up to this yeah. point and mm, what yeah. you thought was the right thing to see and what you thought was right for them, more importantly. It just, all of it felt exactly right. They yeah. could so easily have made this gratuitous. And you imagine yeah. worse acting and, and worse writing, how creepy and gratuitous this yes. could have felt. Because yeah. mm. they're children, aren't they? I mean, they're two children, but it feels natural and innocent and just as you say appropriate yeah you don't you don't see it as you don't see them as children you don't see them as girls you just see them as two people who are falling for each other between your eye in front of before your eyes yes there's a magic there's a real magic to it and also the facial animation as well yeah it's incredible not everything about it's supposed to be 14? 14, yeah. 14, 15, yeah. But as a as a as a dad with girls that age, it, it's very very suitable. That's that's the the, the age that they would start yeah. figuring out that this is something that's going on, and and it's it's just uh, it just fits perfectly. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very genuine. It's, taste, it's tasteful. Yeah, I think that that's mm. yeah. you know they they they. 
they act it brilliantly. It's superbly written. It's superbly directed by yeah. Neil Druckmann as well. Mm. It's but, perfect. But yeah, and much more powerful this, as a consequence, isn't it? Mm. But there's that tragedy with it as well. Like you said, Mads, that they've just sort of had that first kiss and then you know what's coming. Yeah, You know what's yeah. around the and corner. It and it's just, it makes oh, it yeah. immediately bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So and then, yeah, we we jump back to present day. Ellie's escaped from the helicopter just as some hunters are being chased into uh, into the building by some clickers. One of them throws his bow and arrows away, as the others say that they they look basically say they're looking for Ellie and Joel. I think they don't name them as such. They say they're looking for a man and a, a little girl, but it's pretty obvious that it's David's mob. And we're so now we've got we've got the med the stuff from the med kit, and we're heading back towards where Joel's laid up. There's a couple of what you mentioned in the combat earlier, Chris. There's a couple of interesting and I thought quite enjoyable ideas that they threw in here, which maybe if they were in the original game, the, the, I I missed it. But we can sort of use the clickers, um, and you yeah. can use the hunters as bait. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, mm. yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'd use uh, like uh, well, bottles or uh, yeah. rocks to make the the to clickers go the towards the hunters or the, <laughs> yeah. the, the humums and, and kill them for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but it was yeah, just really good brilliant. kind of organic game design where right yeah. away you figured out what they wanted you to do because you're up on that higher ledge and there's a couple yeah. of bottles oh, or true. bricks mm. and then yeah. down there you've got them and right away you look at it and think, wait one second. And it was almost come back to what again what we were saying about the game mechanics with um, smashing the windows and the water pistols. Mm. Is that again, you look at this and you think, I haven't done this before, but there's no reason why that shouldn't work. And you try it and it does. And you think, oh, I like this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And a suitable ending for those guys as well. You're like, yeah, I'm not just going to shoot you. You're going to die at the hands of a clicker. That's what you deserve. Yep. <laughs> for, for those amongst us that used to like the old wrestling or maybe still do. It's like when the goodies used to fight each other or the baddies used to fight each other. You know, It never used to happen. It's always most matches are goodies versus baddies. But yeah. whenever two baddies used to fight one another, it was always that little bit more exciting. Yeah. So I got the exact same feeling here that like you've, you, you, your two enemies are facing off against one another. It's like, go on, boys. Kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> Have it. <laughs> you, you're rooting for like the, was it, like the, the lesser of two evils. Just yeah. mass destruction. Yeah. Just yeah. let's hope they all die. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. But they don't. No, they don't. Eventually, we go back down into this sort of big open support of the mall where basically Joel's behind a shutter. It starts off where there's around seven or eight hunters, I want to say. You get through most of them. Maybe like there's a couple left. And then there's a load of infectors come in and join the party so then you've got infected you've got hunters and you haven't got much ammunition and it's just totally i just thought it was just totally out of character it's just a free-for-all it, it doesn't just, work no like if you go back to where this part is set obviously ellie's just got joel out of the university they literally yeah. just escaped by this by the skin of their teeth you know and then now all of a sudden she's taking out hunters and everything like she's, she's john rambo. rambo or something yeah. Mm. yeah 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 my notes yeah. is ellie is rambo yeah <laughs> <laughs> there we go I, did, I didn't like this part i didn't like this part at all first you you fight your way down 
down towards the the, the place where where Joe is. Yeah. And then you think, ah, okay, it's over now. I got those. Yeah. I, I had to. I died five times maybe trying to do that. So I fought my way down. And then when you think it's over, there are like three times as many enemies still coming. Yeah. And the the clickers and and everything. It's a. Uh, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. But what what's well, I don't know if it saved it because it was still annoying. Very, very annoying to play through, but it's very liberal with the the save points when you play this part. So I, I'd find that I'd be killing just a few guys, and then I'd die, and then I'd respawn almost at the exact point where I died, and and uh, I'd only have to kill a few more, and then I'd die, and then I'd respawn there. And so in that way, I actually got through it quite quickly. Hmm. There, there weren't many uh, many parts of that combat I needed to do twice, but at some point, it actually it saved where I was right in front of three three guys and yeah. I, I almost thought that I'd, I'd have to load an earlier safe game in, in some way because I, I didn't know how to do this but after a handful of tries I, I got all three guys and, and moved on yeah I think for me the combat works best in this when you when it well for me it did at least when I had that urgency and I had loads of ammo and so at the end of the uh, the end of the main game, you've got that urgency where Ellie's literally on the on the, the operating table, just you know about yeah. about yes. to be sort of about to be killed, basically. So you've got that urgency. You've got loads of ammo, but because I was way more invested in the the other story between Ellie and Riley, I didn't quite yeah. I didn't have that urgency that I had to get down to Joel as quick as possible, and I didn't have the ammunition, and so it just felt like a chore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think also the combat's best when you've got options as well, and mm. you don't have an option here. It's not that I'm aware of. There were just for me, there was too many guys coming from too many directions, and so you might yeah. set up to defend yourself against one set, and I, I couldn't ever find somewhere that you were protected, and you would think that you're undercover, and then you've actually got you're exposed behind, and somebody ends up shooting you, and effectively, yeah. you, and you can only take a couple of hits and then you're dead anyway and it it was just oh, it was just quite janky this bit I thought which was quite it didn't fit with any of the other parts of the game I don't think no yeah I, I never found a, found a good way to, to do this battle no I mean, if, if if there was some good way something we we overlooked then maybe maybe it could have been okay but I don't think any of us did did we no, no. I, don't. I don't really know where to start <laughs> this is, the, this is the, the worst part of the game. No, no. This is your chance to get it out, Chris. Get it all out. This is not. It's not just the worst part of Left Behind. It's the worst part of the whole of The Last of Us, and it's magnified because what went before was so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah there were plenty too. of plenty of really really get it, bad oh, action sequences in the main did, game as well. I, I agree. I agree. But none that are as obnoxious and offensive as yeah, this. Maybe one. not. Maybe this. Not. You you've gone from a situation where Ellie's vulnerable, and, and had only few few bits of ammo, where you can stealth past the combat seeds, to a situation where not only do you have to kill all of the enemies, and any combat situation in The Last of Us where you can't progress the game until everyone is dead, is ridiculous and stupid anyway. And we've had a few of those in the main game, but to give you one of those. When you are Ellie, and to give you one of those where you have to take out at least fifteen bodies overall, it's stupid. It makes no sense in the whole narrative of Ellie. It makes no sense. Why? Why would she have the ability to kill so many, so many 
hunters, presumably, who are used to going out hunting people, how has she developed the skills? Unless Rambo has come 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 forward in time, <laughs> the whole thing just makes no sense. You're under to any and any mechanic where you're under time pressure because if you don't take out the guys trying to break into the door in time, they'll get in and then it's an instant yeah. game over. I yeah. wondered that. I, okay. I also had a horrible situation where, like Mads, the game gave me a ridiculously stupid checkpoint, respawned me in front of a hunter who shot me in the face and killed me, and then it sent me right back to the start of the encounter, and I was right near the end, so I had to start the whole thing over again. Oh dear. But it encapsulates the game. This this moment encapsulates the game. Storytelling, yeah. narrative, character building, brilliance and genius, marred by, quite frankly, terrible gameplay. It spoiled the whole thing. It took the Left Behind DLC. It was a 10 out of 10 for me. Absolutely stonewall 10 out of 10 for me. And I reckon it probably took it down to an 8. Mm. It ruined yeah. it. Well, the action in this game, as we've talked about so many times, is really good when you can be stealthy and when there are few enemies, but as, as soon as it becomes open combat, it just falls to the ground with a plop. <laughs> Why does it not give you the ability to get through this area without having to fight face the guards? You could easily have done that. Mm -hmm. You could have done a situation where Ellie could have snuck into the lockup, got Joel on a horse and bolted away. You could have done that. The yep. other situations in, in Left Behind, you didn't have to kill anyone. The baddies in that truck bit, which is the other annoying bit, they ended up dying because of the electricity. I don't think you have to actually kill anyone there. Oh, yeah, that did trigger it. You can't, you can't avoid that. I tried. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's another obnoxious bit then. Mm. It, <laughs> it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with the character of Ellie. It doesn't fit with the tone of the DLC. Oh, man. It's such a shame. Yeah. Such a shame. I hated this bit. As you can tell, <laughs> it was bad, but um, the rest of it was so good that I, to be honest, as soon as we went back to the next bit, and obviously because of what had happened up to this point, it was a it was a wee bit of a blip for me. And yeah, like, you soon for, you I, soon for, you, you soon forget about it, don't you? Yeah, take it take it taking the the sort of the whole DLC as a as a whole, I can easily forgive this section because of what it gives you elsewhere. Yeah. Anyway. Let's we, move on from the negative stuff. I'm not going to say anything else negative about the DLC now. That's it, I'm done. Ellie, um, Ellie does get down to the shutter where, where Joel's behind. And at that point, it cuts back to Ellie and Riley are now on the run from um, all these uh, infected that have just come in um, and interrupted them. There's this running section. Uh, I had headphones on at this this point. And it just sounded absolutely horrific being chased. Yeah. You're being yeah, chased and like, oh, all these noises. You know noises that they're literally and... on your heel. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrific. It's awful. Um, yeah. Ellie and Riley are basically taking it in turns to to save each other as, as they go. So one will get in trouble and the other one will save them. And then sort of they take it in turns as they go. There's a particularly sort of gruesome scene where Ellie gets a hold of an infected that's about to bite. Uh, Riley and she grabs it and cuts its throat. Yeah, she almost cuts its head off, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just oh. about to escape 
up um, up a ladder that they're climbing and it, it gives away it gives way with Ellie on the ladder and it's really sort of reminiscent with what I, I straight away I don't know if it was intentional or not but I clocked it it just felt like you know when Joel in the main game and yeah. he is on a ladder that gives way with uh, Sam yeah. and Henry yeah and then yeah. Sam and Henry run but Ellie comes back for um, for for Joel doesn't she yeah, so yeah, Ellie, yeah. She Ellie falls back into the room and she gets jumped yeah. on by the uh, by these infected. Riley then jumps down, takes out the infected, and spots that, that Ellie's being bitten on the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, she shows Ellie her arm, and yeah, we see that Riley's being bitten as well. And it doesn't sort of linger on that. It jumps at the end. Then it jumps back to present day. Cuts back to Joel, and Ellie is is stitching him up, and that's pretty much the end of the present day side of things. Yeah. Cuts yeah. back then to Ellie and Riley, and they're sort of sat on the floor at this point, discussing their options. And this is just really, really sad. This bit, I was, yeah. it was just, yeah, just so sad. They just sat there on the floor discussing their options, and they say that the first option. Uh, this is Riley says their first option is basically she gets the gun out and puts it in front of them she says it's it's quick and it's painless and then there's option... a problem with that though isn't there they haven't got any bullets well yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it might not be that quick <laughs> the second option um, as Ellie said earlier in the main game was they're just going to wait it out all poetic like and uh, lose, lose their minds together Let's lose our minds together. Ellie says, what's option Mm. three? And uh, there is no option three. Yeah. Riley says, they should have died so many times already. And then you just get this idea. It's it's just a really sad scene between two people that obviously care a lot about each other. Um, Yeah, it's just... It cuts to the music, doesn't it? And it's... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And for everything bad that that it... I'm glad that they didn't. We know what's going to happen now because Riley's going to turn and Ellie isn't. And in the end, Ellie's going to have to kill Riley, I guess. Yes. So I'm glad that they didn't feel the need to show us that and make Me that too. explicit because that, yeah. that is so much stronger. We, we, yeah. we do know that it's going to happen because we played the main game. And when you select the DLC, it does say, do play the main game first. So uh, we, yeah, we know what's yeah. going to happen here. There's no need to, to make it all explicit. Yeah, it would have been two on the nose, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, they definitely didn't need to, did they? It was, yeah, mm. no, I think they, they did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also that when it's left your imagination as well, is it especially given some of the conversations that Ellie's had with Joel in the main game, and she talks primarily about that she knows as about loss as much as he does you kind of you get the impression or you really think it, it was probably it was yeah. probably absolutely horrendous this part and hmm. you know she probably um ultimately did have it, it, it would not there, there's no no nice way of doing what she would have had to do yeah and she must have had to do it you know we, we you know assume that. so yeah 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 hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i mean what else i mean she would have just been waiting to turn herself and it would never have happened for her yeah, yep. Riley would have turned and would have attacked her. I mean, it. I'm, I'm. I agree with you, Matt. I'm so glad that we didn't play that. Yeah, you know, I think it's so much better left to the imagination. Mm. And it cuts to the music, and I, I, I was watching the credits, almost thinking about 
you know, if you could have just fast forwarded on twenty four hours, how how that would have played out, and you're thinking about it, and I went to mm. bed thinking about it, I woke up thinking about it, mm. and uh, it and it's played on my mind ever since. In some ways, yeah, I've been uh, uh, probably because I knew that we'd be recording, you know, trying to keep it fresh in my mind. But yeah, I've been thinking about what that must have been like for someone who's fourteen being in that situation. Well, this is it. Going back to what we were talking about there, and you think about kind of first loves and first kisses and these sorts of things and yeah. you know the worst we got was that the uh, they didn't call you back or something like that or that the, you know that you got the cold shoulder at school the next day or something and i think about think about how much of that hurt and how much you kind of that exactly. in some shape or form has like it's, it gives you sort of a little scar that never quite heals and uh you know and you and you sort of uh, you know, and you think ultimately where where her first you know in such a short space of time to have gone from one of life's literally one of life's greatest experiences to then having to deal with one of life's literally one of life's worst experiences um in such a, a short time space um you can see why it would uh you know well thankfully you can't even begin to imagine the effect that that, that would have on somebody yeah and then we well we presume that from this point Ellie basically goes off to find Marlene and that's where the main game picks up. Mm. Yep. I think that's it. Yeah. Good eight. Yeah. Fantastic. I think what what were the sort of overall, what were the what were the sort of thoughts if we were gonna sort of put it into some sort of summary of uh, of just the DLC on its on its own. So I think it's very clear that we all love this. It's uh, it's got its flaws with the combat, but that's the same we said about the main game. But yes. the, the storytelling was really really good here, and that they did a good job of trying to give you a bit more agency of what you actually were doing. It felt like you had some choice here, uh, like at least some some dialogue choice and and, and uh, a few a few things you could choose between different uh, ways of reacting to what uh, Riley was saying, for example. So for me, the storytelling was even better here than than the main game. And, yep. Well, the combat was good most of the time, but of course sometimes there was that open combat that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It took the main game and built on it to 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 quite a to quite a, a higher standard in some respects. I think the um, I enjoyed this more than the main game, but obviously you can't really separate the two because you would have to play the main game to really kind of. Yeah, to 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 for true. for everything within this to have the impact that it does, but I um, I thought as far as DLC goes, you're probably not going to get. I can't think of a better example of of DLC of how to sort of how to improve on the, the sort of the the base game content. Absolutely brilliant, loved it. And like you see, far from perfect, of course it is. But um, I will happily forgive it for all those for for all the bits that it did give us back. It's yeah. worth it just for the jokes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. but yeah but genuinely like how many other games have you played where you've sat and in such a short space of time have either like sniggered or groaned or acted with a good few of them actually properly chuckled as well it's just test mm. it's testament to it was just the um it, it's putting it at exactly the right point in the game yeah for for me it's it, it dlc in my mind is disposable yeah, I, I, for instance, I love playing Final Fantasy fifteen. I spend, I've played Final Fantasy fifteen for more hours than I've played any other any other game. Yet I've not played over half of the DLC because, from what I've read, it's just it's just bum fright. You know, it's it's not it's it's inessential. Hmm. This is essential. If you've played The Last of Us and for some reason 
have spent the last seven years not having not played left behind please you should never have listened to this episode <laughs> just go and experience it because if you ask me what's my favorite moment in the last of us i would say that section where they uh, go on the carousel and they yeah, go yeah. into the photo booth etc absolutely my agree. favorite part of the whole of the last of us if you ask me what's my worst part of the last of us by Head and shoulders in a long way it would be that last obnoxious battle in the DLC. It, the whole thing is a three or four hour microcosm of the whole game. I loved it and hated it in equal measures. Uh, not in equal measures. I loved most of it. I hated a little bit of it. And I walked away from it very, very tempted to just immediately install The Last of Us 2 and start playing it. Yep. And then I thought, no. Because Hold I off. want to do that with you guys. And, <laughs> and we really now must, we must play The Last of Us 2 in short order while all this is fresh in our minds. Because I, I, I need to know what happens next. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. exact same. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's probably, we're probably painting ourselves into a corner here, but uh, I, I'm very happy to do so. I, I think it does need to be played in fairly quick succession. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Pretty much the same, really. I thought it was the pretty much the perfect sort of what was it four hour snapshot of the main game. Really, you've got these amazing sort of fascinating characters and amazing story being told. Combat at times that's fun. Some of the mechanics that they introduced sort of towards the end, where you can sort of use these the the hunters as bait to lure the clickers in, and that when they get that stealth right. Like they did at the start of the, the the start of the download content, and then you've got this, you got this horrific way that it finishes with um with yeah just before you get get to Joel behind that behind that shutter and where you're taking out the hunters and the clickers it just yeah perfect perfect snapshot of the main game but like you say I think we've really got to go into into the Last of Us two I think with with season three but I'm. I'm almost a little bit disappointed that they haven't put out more of these sort of shorter, um, almost like episodic content, if you like, because it's way more for me. Talk, you know, talking totally selfishly at least, but it's more way more accessible to just jump in and do like a, a four or five hour story than it is to jump it than it is to to play like a, a twenty to thirty hour game. Yeah, well, that's what the Telltale Games did, isn't it? Yes, and that's what yeah. they did with the the Walking Dead and Sam and Max and the Monkey Island series and all of their different games. Yeah, four or five hour episodic gaming. Yeah, which works brilliantly for me as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about that in the last episode. There's so many stories within this fairly short period that we've covered that you would love to know more about. You know, we we're oh, talking absolutely. about Marlene, or you know, you'd like to know about yeah. where Tess, Tess and Joel, yeah. Bill, all of these characters. Every one of them could easily, and again, it's just testament to the the writing and the character design. Is it yeah. just about every character that you interact with could quite easily have a very, very nicely fleshed out backstory that you would you would love to play. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and it's great when they do this stuff. It's like uh, have you guys played? I forget Dishonored. There's lots of uh, DLC there as well. For example, the Knife of Dunwall and the yeah. the Something Something Witches. And I mean, they they their DLC are the same, like uh, three to well, yeah. maybe seven or eight hour campaigns where you get somebody else's story told in detail that just flushes out the uh, the whole um, environment that you're moving around in. It's it's brilliant. 
yeah, second half for Dishonored. I mean, that is another mm. superb example of how to do DLC. Yeah, yeah. So that's the le- the uh, left behind covered that's, in that's the bag. The last of the last of us. Yeah, it is the last for of us. Well, not quite, not quite. For now, Mister K. For now, <laughs> not quite. See, now, you, you know how I feel looms. about uh, doing doing sequels. I mean. Our listeners have have listened to us waffle on about The Last of Us for like if three to four hundred hours now. So <laughs> there's an exception for every rule. This is yeah. uh, this, I I would happily make an exception for this one without a doubt. Yeah, I, I felt just like Chris when I finished this. I thought, why didn't I buy the second one when I was at the store yesterday? Because it was only like twenty quid for a, a physical copy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a play to so it. You get, again, it, you get it cheaper than that on eBay as well, Mads, to be honest. I mean, it's coming down in price all the time. Mm. And uh, is it is it PS Plus this month? The f- no, Red. No, sorry, I'm getting confused. With Red Dead Two has just been added to PS Now, hasn't it? No, yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, brilliant, brilliant guys. And you know, as we've said before, the way to play these things is. Is in this forum, you know, because at these, you know, we do need to talk about these things because you need to get a lot of this stuff off your chest when you've played it. Mm. So uh, hopefully, people have enjoyed playing along with us on Discord and and hopefully have listened to us, not not analysing but sharing our thoughts on it. It's uh, it's been a pleasure to play it with the four with the three of you. Without a doubt, yeah, yeah, absolutely loved it as always. Yeah. Before we fully sign off, did you show a couple of quick words on the multiplayer? So there is a multiplayer um, uh, with, with the game. We at the start of our playthrough of, of the main game, there was a few of us playing it. That, you know, through the Discord, we we got together and we played it for what about? I think it was like a good two or three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we got but, some good mileage out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And but again. I think very much like Call of Duty, for me, it's shone when we had those private group matches. When you went into the random lobbies, it definitely fell down. Purely because, obviously, we're all new to it, and the people that are playing it have been playing it for a long, long time. And they know everything at the back of their hand. Yeah, and I think that plays to an even greater advantage in this game, and also it plays at a different pace to Call of Duty. So you can't just... there's there's not the same enjoyment as what there is in Call of Duty of just endlessly respawning and getting one or two lucky yeah. kills in. Um, you basically just take a longer time to respawn and will get taken out almost right away and then that just keeps repeating. It's it's a frustrating game to play against good players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what I would say on that is, and, and also just to shout out the Kane and Rince episode on The Last of Us from a long, long time ago now. So they released their episode just around the point at which the uh, the remaster came out, so 2014, oh, okay. so okay. A, a long a long time ago now. And um, they played a lot of the multiplayer and talk about it. And, and it, that's interesting because it's kind of contemporary as to when the game came out. Hmm. And I, I suppose I didn't dive into the multiplayer and now I kind of wish I had because... The Caitlin Rince guys really, really enjoyed it. And so yeah. it's very tense. That's a very good word for it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's a bit more kind of tactical in that respect. But um I mean when we were playing the private games, that is probably I think there was probably one night that we were playing that that I think I enjoyed it more than any of possibly more than some of the 
some of at least of the Call of Duty sessions that we're playing, probably mm. actually most of them. We had some great nights on Call of Duty, but uh, there was a couple of nights, one night in particular, that we were playing this where I think we had was it three aside we had so i mean not massive numbers we've talked about this yeah. before but it was actually it it suited the game quite nicely um yeah i think it was maybe like a three and a four wasn't it or something like that I think. something like that yeah. yeah yeah but because of the nature of the play um it basically plays with the exact same mechanics as what the main game does and mm. uh, the only main difference really is that you kind of you pick your initial loadout um Ammo is very, very sparse, so you can't just run around shooting wildly. Um, you do have to play it quite um, tactically, but as yeah. you kind of play through, the, basically the longer you stay alive, you're able to either find items or by getting kills, you can start to craft the items in the exact same way, using the exact same mechanics, so there's nothing really new to learn, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. And then it's one of these ones where I guess in a it's almost indifference to Call of Duty where you can spend a long time levelling yourself up. You can almost mm-hmm. do that within sort of a single play session, and the longer you stay alive, in theory, kind of the, the more kind of... Um, effectively sort of powerful you do become and yeah. but because of it you play the very large majority of it it's really to your advantage to try and stick to the stealth kills and yeah. because of that it's it's so much more um kind of visceral i think than what uh what call of duty 4 is or any of the call of duty games because call of duty you know you're just going to respawn yeah 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 and also just when you shoot somebody or more often not when you get a kill in Call of Duty, you've shot somebody at distance or uh, you've taken one out and right away you're on to the next. But on this one, because we were primarily playing it with the, the three on three, um, and especially if you're going for the stealth kills, you get a fairly lengthy animation sequence that it goes through as well. That They're right. absolutely brutal. It is absolutely horrendous. But over the co- you, you, you become quite desensitised to it over the course of the play session. Um, and it also, it gets to the point where it, it starts to get quite personal. Like I, I think there was probably more very well, well natured abuse, but abuse nonetheless. It was going back and <laughs> forward between everybody, where yeah, there yeah. would be one person in particular that you would be just desperate to get your hands onto, and it's actually really, really hard to actually sort of. You had to really take your time and be quite patient and really build up to it. And so ultimately, when you did get hold of somebody and, 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 and take them out, there was a, there was a lot of uh, whooping and hollering and gloating that was going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. There was like screams of like, stamp on him! Yeah, well, I, was, I, 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 was, I was talking about this in the Discord and uh, I see my wife was away next door <laughs> and we, we, were playing, uh, we were playing this obviously at night time and uh, she was sat next door watching TV and it was the next morning she'd said to me, uh, we were sat having lunch and she said, oh, it sounds like you're having fun online last night. And uh, I was saying that I could only assume that she couldn't actually hear what I was saying because <laughs> I was literally screaming at the TV at the top of my voice. There was one point where I think it was Smart Aces, uh, James, that we were playing against, who we was very, very good. And we were basically trying to get a hold of him. And it got to the point where I think there was either two or three of us. He was out of ammo and there was two or three of us chasing him down a corridor. So we basically... We he was toast, but we couldn't. We hadn't yet caught him, and uh, I, I was literally screaming at the top, top of my voice, "Get him! Get him! Beat him to death! Beat him to death!" <laughs> but, uh, I don't. And I'm not. Yeah, I don't normally get that worked up about games, but there was something about playing it with a group of friends. I think because a lot of the guys had carried on 
over carried over from Call of Duty. We were also like quite comfortable playing with one another, but also the uh, this game it just uh, it tapped into something very very primal as well. And uh, shove that Molotov up his arse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a few people who did get set on fire. I, I think at one point I was I I bought myself a flamethrower and was running around trying to set people on fire, which again was <laughs> incredibly satisfying when you did get hold of them. So it's well well worth a play. Worth a play, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like always, when I hear you guys talk about it, it makes me wish that I'd dived in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, none of us had played it before. None of us were particularly great at it. Uh, there was a couple of guys who who, who did get quite good at it. Uh, I think there was... Was it James and was it Strike 3? Was it Dave? I think at yes. one point there was there was a famous victory where I think it was a for whatever reason it completely unbalanced the teams and I think there was a two v four was it I think yeah, it was I think that a two v three if not a two v four that they actually ended up winning so it's uh, that can't uh, that we can't have this co- recording going out without that getting mentioned so um, well Dave couldn't complete the single player game so uh, yeah well maybe his skill stick, lies in the multiplayer that in Sean in the multiplayer indeed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, yeah another really sort of successful. Uh, multiplayer session uh, within the kind of the Discord community. Absolutely brilliant fun playing with all those guys. So thank you very much to them and anybody else. Like I say, hopefully again just reinforces the um, kind of how much fun we do have playing it. So uh, the next game that we play that's got a multiplayer mode, come and join in. It's great fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Segways in nicely to the come and join us on Discord chat. So come and join us on Discord. Link on the website. And uh, that's where we hang out. You can follow us on Twitter at playthrough, playthrough underscore pod. I always get this. Yes. Playthrough underscore pod. Yeah, thanks, Andy. And uh, Facebook and the website, www.playthroughpod.com, where you'll find all of our other episodes on our previous series and our pilot series, Dead Space, which you won't find on your podcast feed. So go and have a look at that. But yeah, Discord really is where it's at for us. That's where we hang out. That's where the multiplayer sessions get get organised that's where some of the chaps talk about football and uh, where Mads doesn't join in because yeah he's Danish and we've managed to go almost two hours without talking about football <laughs> I, I, I did wonder if I was going to have to be a mediator this evening but everybody's, everybody's yeah. been very well behaved well done we're all very much I was, I was considering just doing a dive here somewhere uh, <laughs> Mads is going to fall off his seat and claim, claim he was pushed <laughs> I'm just glad my power didn't go last night <laughs> oh geez can you imagine yeah yeah well probably that's enough said about that <laughs> and uh we're moving the dial on because next it's my game at last feels like yeah. ages since you played disco and uh yeah it's going to be kentucky route zero for those who don't know so if you're listening to this in 2043 or whenever it may be or if you know whenever whenever you're listening to it kentucky route zero is next on, on any platform you want, I'm going to be playing on the Switch. Is every, every, we all playing on Switch? Yeah, I'm I've playing on Switch. I've got the PS5. Okay, Matt? Yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to be playing it on yet. PC Matt will probably play it the day we record. That's, <laughs> yes, that's what, yes. What he normally does. PC, PC or Switch, definitely. It, it is a point and click, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Does it have any kind of action sequences? Do I need a no. controller or is it just a mouse? No. Yeah, it's a yeah, visual novel slash point and click. Okay, so I may actually yeah. just play it on the PC then. Mm. The um, it, the way we're going to do this, so I do, it, it's a it's a game split into five chapters. I did contemplate that we do uh, chapter one and some uh, the intro stuff, 
but then I've decided against this. So I think what we're going to do now is we're going to do chapters one and two in part one, and then chapters three, four, and five in part two. The game is not very long, so each of the chapters is an hour to an hour and a half. So there's probably about seven to eight hours gameplay overall, depending on how how uh, slovenly you are or how 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 uh, detailed you are, maybe in looking around. But I'm I'm certainly very excited about it. It's one of the games that inspired Disco Elysium. So yeah, come and join in. Come to Discord and join in if you've not played it or you want to replay it. Come and join in and join in the chat. We're going to get that chat channel open probably tomorrow. It's the eighth of July, twenty twenty one now. So yep. and we'll it's get that uh, it's definitely available on good old games. I'm just checking it out here. Kentucky Route Zero PC Edition is about twenty quid on good old games. Yeah. and that's for the whole lot. Yep. So that's for all, all five chapters. Yeah. This, we'll talk about this more, but this game very famously, there was eight years between uh, episode one and episode five. Hmm. So if you played it as they came out, then yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> Never-ending story. <laughs> we yeah. will have the benefit of being able to play it all at once, uh, and we'll play it in two parts, and there may be benefits or not of that, and we can chat about what it might have been like to play them years apart like the guys who kept up with it did so there's plenty to talk about look i'm i'm very excited so uh yeah and uh jim i want to say massive thank you to you for taking us through the last of us you've you've it's been the only one that we've had four episodes on you've done a lot of editing you've done a lot of hosting and uh yeah big shout out to you You, you've been amazing good stuff yep absolutely your hosting definitely reflects the game well you know i think you've i think you've done it uh, you've done what, it frustrating <laughs> no I, I, I think i think you i think you've, you've, you've done it you've absolutely done it justice it's uh yeah it should be a yeah good game choice and perfect hosting very good game choice. good job mate so he's yeah. best he's at his best when he's in stealth mode and we can't hear him that's what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when he's got loads of ammo as well yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and purpose <laughs> but Take yeah, us home, Jim. Um, yeah, just to echo, really, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that's got involved playing and on Discord, on Twitter, on Facebook. Thanks for the uh, to John Shep for the taking the time out to send us the audio clips. Really, really appreciated. Yeah. And then, yeah, last but not least, thanks to to you three for for playing along and and for seeing it to the end. Um, it's been a long game sort of definitely felt longer at, at times I'm sure but we all made it to the end and, and I think we're all yeah. pretty excited to see what happens in The Last of Us 2 yep rearing to go yeah. definitely so Excellent. I'm just checking out the, the reviews of The Last of Us 2 so we've got uh, IGN gave it 10 out of 10 Push Square 10 out of 10 Venture Beat 95 out of 100 GameSpot 8 out of 10 Game Informer, 10 out of 10. We've got some great scores here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's fair so to say that you it's can been convince me to, to play a sequel. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you not want to know how the Joel and Ellie's stories carry on? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. God, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I need to know. Yeah, it's not optional. Yeah, I, I feel I, like I, I need to know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an absolute necessity for me, definitely. But there are so many games to play. Yeah, there are, I, and this I'm, is one I'm, of them. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> I think if, 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 if we don't play it soon, it's going to be a really difficult one. I think if you do come back to it after a, a big break, which you're going to you're going to have to play it at some point, and I think if you come back to it after a big break, a, a lot of this is going to a lot of this the nuances yeah. will be lost on you. I, th- I think sooner than later is is the way to play this one. Yeah, right. Mads needs his bed. Yes, he does.
gents, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. for part one of Kentucky Route Zero soon. Yes, and uh, from up north, all the very best to you guys for Sunday nights. I'll be rooting for you. (laughs) Oh, God, how's that? coming home. Alan, the cheeky little bugger, is back with a vengeance. He nicked, our, he nicked my kid's picnic the other day. He's, uh, I, I picked him up from nursery and uh, they get fed in at nursery anyway. So I normally just put together like a little snack plate and for whatever reason, they just they seem to need two dinners anyway. So uh, we were sat in the back garden on a picnic rug, just having like a little plate of like crackers and strawberries and all this sort of stuff. And then they were done and dusted. So we came inside for bath time. I looked out the window and there's a cheeky little beggar that was uh, outside finishing off all the leftovers around their plate. And so he's obviously realised that there's some food on the go again. I, I've got a photo that I'll, uh, I'll put. It doesn't obviously maybe interest our listeners, but I'll put it in our Slack chat. Uh, my wife was sat in the garden having some lunch today and he's he sat up on the roof eyeballing her the entire time while she was having her lunch. So it's uh, we basically we can't eat outdoors anymore, which could be a problem because we're having a barbecue for my um, son's first birthday on Saturday. So I, I think there's going to be an, an uninvited guest is turning up <laughs> so he's well he's alive and well that's good to hear mate yes <laughs> we almost forgot him this time that's no good yeah no no, no. can you, the can fifth you hear that sound can you hear that no. it's mr santa Lia tuning up the orchestra to play us out <laughs>